live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. This is why we have to go to the places to see the stories. When we came down here, I didn't realize we're coming to see the illegal immigration that's going on. What I didn't realize were these empty parts were going to be so much more of the story. What we have here is the illustration, video illustration of the difference between socialism, communism, capitalism, and freedom. On the Columbia side, you have all the goods coming in. We have full carts coming in from Columbia going into Venezuela, basically feeding the Venezuelan people because socialism, communism has starved them. And on the way out, all you have are empty carts because there's nothing that Venezuela has to offer Colombia. It's shocking. But you wouldn't see it unless you're here. That's why you have to go there. It's our Real America's Voice, Ben Burke from Oscar Blue. That's why we're here to tell the stories. So much more to come in this story. So often, this is why we have... Ladies and gentlemen, and there he is, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the living legend, uh, my friend, my brother from another mother, Ben Berkwam, um, on location in South America. Uh, folks, what an amazing... Uh, journey that God has been Berkwam on. Amen. What an amazing journey that God has been Berkwam on. I can't even, uh, I can't even express, uh, the, the gratitude that I have, uh, for the work that Ben is putting in the work that Oscar's putting in. And again, he, uh, he, he's down in South America. If you remember, uh, we did last week, we said that, uh, Ben was heading out on a special mission. Well, his special mission folks is to go down where the root of the problem is. Who he's going to go down and he's going to find out who is um, orchestrating all of this, who is paying for all this, what they're all hearing in South America, and what is prompting them to come here and maybe even facilitating their journey to come here. And this video that he posted was the difference between socialism and communism and capitalism and freedom. And he was showing that all the people that were coming from Colombia to Venezuela were coming with goods. All the people that were leaving Venezuela uh, and coming back the way that, uh, that they came, they have nothing. Or maybe even people leaving, There's, they have nothing. So what a great representation of, uh, of the different forms of government that Ben just brought to us there. And folks, while Ben is down there, we are going to need extra prayers for him, okay? 
We are going to need extra prayers for Ben and his team, Real America's Voice News, everybody involved uh, in making sure that we're going to get footage that nobody else is willing to go get. And frankly, nobody else, no other, uh, no other entity, uh, news station, whatever, channel, um, wants to, or, or cares or even cares about or even cares about truly is remarkable. Uh, I, I just want to, I know there's a bunch of people that are just coming in. If I could, I want to just, and, and bear with me, folks. I want to play this video one more time, just in case you were confused on, on what you saw. Let me just play this one more time for the people that are coming in so they can understand what Ben is um, trying to convey here. Okay, here we go. Unless you're here. That's why you have to go there. So Real America's Voice. Hold on one then second on Oscar Blue. One second, here we go. So often, this is why we have to go to the places to see the stories. When we came down here, I didn't realize we're coming to see the illegal immigration that's going on. What I didn't realize were these empty parts were going to be so much more of the story. What we have here is the illustration, video illustration of the difference between socialism, communism, capitalism, and freedom. On the Columbia side, you have all the goods coming in. We have full carts coming in from Columbia going into Venezuela, basically feeding the Venezuelan people because socialism, communism has starved them. And on the way out, all you have are empty carts because there's nothing that Venezuela has to offer Colombia. It's shocking. But you wouldn't see it unless you're here. That's why you have to go there. So Real America's voice. So there you go, folks. I just really wanted uh, the people that were just joining in to see that and to see how important that was. Uh, so again, please pray for Ben, and we're going to get to the bottom of it, and I think we already have. But we need the actual footage, and that's what Ben is on assignment uh, to do. So, um, you know, this is, this is what we've been gearing up for. This is the kind of fight. Uh, Ben's got a, ben plays a part. I play a part. You play a part. Uh, Stu Peters plays a part. So many people play a part in getting, it, getting this, the truth out there. And when, when I say that we are the new mainstream, I don't just mean me. I mean Ben Berkwam, uh, April Moss, Heather Mullins, so many people. So many people that are out there trying to get the truth out. It's, it's, it's remarkable. So, again, please pray uh, for Ben Berkwam. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV, live from America. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And what a blessing it is to be here with you guys. It, I never take it for granted. Every single day that I go live in this chair, uh, it feels like the very first time I get the, you know, I get the pre pre-show jitters. I, I'm, I'm like, I hope I can produce well. I hope I can give information that is, that is truthful and honest and passionate. And then, uh, you know, get my, get my hands dirty and, and dig in with the LFA family as to what needs to be done and how we go about, you know, orchestrating a strategic effort to, you know, nullify whatever's going on that's terrible in the country or whatnot. It might take a year. It might take two years. But we get there, and we fight, and we don't stop. Please, if you are in the LFA chat on Rumble, let me know who you are, where you're from, what city you're repping, what state you're repping. We want to see people from every single state. We just broke 3,000 people watching right here on Rumble. Big shout-out to everybody watching on LFA TV channel Roku, LFA, T uh, LFA TV channel on Firestick, of course, LFA TV here on Rumble and across uh, the, the podcast spectrum, LFA TV. Let's go ahead and bring that up. Here we go. We've got Tom in the building. How you doing? 
Kleeselli, thank you so very much. How you doing, Calpurnia? Good to see you. B.A. Palumbo says you never disappoint, Jeremy. Well, sometimes I disappoint some people, uh, but I, I appreciate that. Marky says, looking sharp, Jeremy. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Anne from Vermont, you're my neighbor. Maybe we should grab some lunch sometime. Uh, LFA producers in the building said 665 rumbles. Well, we definitely want to uh, skip the next number. Uh, so go ahead and rumble like, you're, uh, like your life depended on. How you, do, you know what I'm saying? Uh, good to see you, Bobby. God bless you. Gene from Ocala, Florida. Darlene from Michigan. Good to see you. Genova from Missouri. We're going to be talking about your state tonight. Kayla, good to see you. Thank you. Danny from Illinois. Thank you very much for popping in tonight. Janice from Pennsylvania. I appreciate you. Jeremy, did you read my mail? Uh, I'm not sure which mail that is. This is going really fast. Uh, we get we we go to the post office a few times a week and uh, we try to answer emails um, every single night. We try to chip away at them. So uh, if I if it's an email, we'll answer you when we get there for sure. Uh, Larry Reha is in the building. How you doing, brother? Deb from Everett, Washington. Thank you for joining in. Robert and Mary Kay from New Jersey. Thank you very much. Good to see you tonight. Poe Buddies Nerfect says Idaho. <laughs> I mean, nobody's perfect. It's just a saying we like to say. Uh, so a big shout out to all of you. Thank you very much. Great show from Nebraska. Thank you, Kara. God bless you as well. All right, folks, we're going to get right to it. Uh, let's please go to the Lord. If, you, uh, if you've got your Jesus Calling evening version, then join in with me. If not, that's okay. That's what I'm here for, to give it to you. So here we go. January 12th, year of our Lord, 2022. Both my words and my works testify to the truth. I performed countless miracles and miraculous signs so that the display of my glory would confirm the truth of my teaching, my resurrection, and my ascension further verify that I am who I claim to be. The only true Savior and God. The more you build your life on the truth, the closer to me you can live, enjoying me, depending on me, and glorifying me. Now, these next two verses, I read them right before the show, wonderful, so please pay attention. And if you have your Bibles, okay, Oh, it's not Kara, it's Joe. Okay, Joe, how you doing? If you got your Bibles, it's John 18, 37. That's the first verse tonight. John 18, 37, as we just approach 3,300 people here on Rumble. Let's keep it moving, folks. We got a heck of a show for you. You are king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right. In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And that's what we're all about here as well. John 20, 30, and 31 say, Jesus did many miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And LFA family, before you turn out the light tonight, you can face the morning with confidence simply by dwelling in the truth. The truth tonight. And that's what LFA TV is, folks. We are the truth, and we are powered by the people, not by corporations, not by politicians. Folks, it truly is a great time to be alive. Amen? Please remove your hats as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I really want you guys to understand that everything here is temporary, but everything that we just discussed is eternal. And I want to be with you in heaven. I don't want my life to end here on earth and I not see my LFA family anymore. I want to be with you guys in heaven. I want to be able to, um, to, to be a good steward of not only the land that God gave me to live on, but I also want to be a good steward of the spirit that God gave me. How many of you want to be a good steward for Jesus? Raise your hands, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to be good stewards, and that means tell the truth, no matter what. That means stand up for the meek and the, wor- and, the, and, and, and the depressed and the lonely and the, and the, uh, uh, the oppressed, the depressed, all of it. That means only, re- only looking down on somebody when we're pulling somebody back up. And yes, that means even praying for the people that we politically curse here on this show for not having integrity, for not having honesty, for not having truth. Look, ladies and gentlemen, there's a thing called judging people and there's a thing called righteous judgment. And if we are in the truth and if we are righteously judging people as a body of Christ, then that is okay. And that's what we're here to do. So I don't know about you, but I'm ready to pick up my coffee and have my first slurp. So here we go. Ring it up, Eli. Here we go. First and foremost, the federal government not only interfered in the 2020 election and helped in any possible way they could using the strongest, uh, I should say, using the most deadly tool they had outside of the mainstream fake news media, and that was social media. And then they went further and they started utilizing all their power to shut you down, take your freedom, take your speech, all that. They did interfere in the 2020 election. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. And when Donald Trump beat them in 2016, they had no idea it was coming. Remember, every pollster, pretty much what they did is they relied on the American people to make sure that somebody like Donald Trump never got in. They let down their guard. We know this. They did that. People say, well, why didn't they steal the 2016 election? They didn't think they were going to have to. They thought their efforts at that point were enough and that they would rely on the American people and the 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign that they did on Donald J. Trump to win. What they weren't expecting was the silent majority. It smacked the left in the face in the face so hard, they didn't know what hit them. So they spent the next four years doing anything they could to right the wrong, or I should say wrong the right, if that's what, the way we're really looking at it, right? So they interfered after they realized, wow, we should never, ever let our guard down again. And boy, did they, did they ever have their guard up for 2020. But that's not it, folks. They also interfered in the 2022 election and not in the way that we've been talking about for the last year or for the last six months or three months or two months, but in the way of not releasing the uh, the information to the American people about Joe Biden's incompetence and Joe Biden's handling of and being in possession of classified material that he is not supposed to have, that he never had security clearance to have, and that he didn't have the security clearance to declassify. That's the difference. And they knew this. They knew this before the midterms, and they did absolutely nothing about it. As a matter of fact, what they did do about it was cover it up. 
prior to the midterms. They knew all of this and they covered it up. And like we talked about this morning, it's really weird, isn't it? It's really odd, isn't it? The timing of all of this. But here we are. And thank the good Lord in heaven that we stuck to our guns, that we fought the way we did and took over the House of Representatives. I don't want to hear another, we didn't have no red wave. Yeah, do do you want to say that now? Anybody that said we didn't have a red wave, does it feel like that now? Honestly, how long has it been? You know what I titled today's show? MAGA dominating the news narrative. How long has it been since you saw the news dominate the narrative? Ever since we took the house. Ever since we took the house and they knew it was coming and the committee started and all of a sudden we rallied around Donald J. Trump's brokering of the deal between the rhinos and the MAGA Republicans and we became one and we were one united team. How long has it been since you've heard the news dominating the narrative? Sure doesn't feel like that to me. Feels like to me that we are dominating the narrative. Feels like to me that for once and for, and I don't even remember the last time this has happened, that we have literally took the mainstream media hostage and we now are running the narrative. And what is that narrative? Oh, look, some more documents found. Oh, look, some more documents found. Oh, look, another another lawsuit dropped against MAGA. Oh, look, Donald Trump wins another case. Oh, look, Donald Trump is gearing up. Oh, look, it looks like these guys are, are finally um, uh, being exposed for everything that they did that they pointed their finger at us. Uh, Oh, look, new Twitter drops that confirm everything we said. Oh, look, Donald J. Trump was right again. Does it feel, does it feel like we had anything other than a red wave? Because it doesn't feel like that to me. I've got to be honest with you. And I know, I know that some people are going to say, hey, don't count your chickens before they hatch. You better knock on wood. But I don't believe in superstition. I believe in hard work pays off. I believe in you can't beat God. I believe that we are doing exactly what we are supposed to be doing and we have been doing exactly what we were supposed to be doing. And here we are. Here we are today, folks. And I really believe that you are not going to see the mainstream narrative held hostage for a very long time. Because there's nothing. They have nothing. They can't even manufacture anything anymore. They, you know what they did? They manufactured the Russia hoax. They manufactured everything they could to try to get Trump out. And the only thing that they could manufacture physically, COVID-19, did get him out. But what are you going to do now? What's your next step? Manufacture aliens to make us give you, um, to make, that's another thing. And, and this is maybe for another whole conversation. But you know how the Pentagon and the DOJ and everybody, or not the DOJ, the Pentagon and the uh, Defense uh, Department have been putting out all this stuff lately about how aliens might be real. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Don't fall for that one. Don't fall for that one. Or the next thing that'll happen is they will orchestrate and manufacture an alien attack and have you give them all your freedoms in order to get these people off our planet. You just, these people, I'm just saying that sounds far-fetched, but do not, do not, do not put it past them. They are some odd individuals. They are some odd individuals who for some reason love to kill children, even when they are born. I don't get it. We've got 929 Rumbles. We've got 3,800 people watching here on Rumble. Let's kick it into high gear, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get into this. How, in fact, did they interfere in the midterms? Well, it's the cover-up. It's the Biden and the White House cover-up. The lawyer failed to publicly disclose December 20th discovery and classified documents in the Corvette garage in the initial statement. We knew that. I mean, they knew that. They knew that. They knew that these, these documents were found in December. They also knew that the documents at, the, um, at his Penn, uh, Penn Biden uh, office was, were found in November. 
and they, uh, they interfered in the election. They never got this information out. And I'll tell you another thing, folks. It would have never come out had we not done what we did in the House. Red wave if you ever, ever asked me. The initial statement issued by the White House attorney, Richard Sauber, on Monday to address the report on the classified documents being discovered at the Penn Biden Center on November 2nd failed to disclose the additional classified documents that were found at Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home on December 20th by Biden's personal attorneys. Weird though, right? It was not until Thursday morning that Sauber announced that a second set of classified documents were found in Biden's garage and was confirmed by Biden in a contentious um, speech uh, with Fox News and a back and forth that he had with Peter Ducey that we will play here in a minute. But before we do that, we must talk about this. Are you ready, folks? This was, this was Biden's family home in Delaware. Who had access to this family home? Who was in, who do we know that was in this family home with Biden all of this time? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's look no further than the carpet. Because if you look down at the carpet, you might see somebody looking for a rock. Hey, buddy. Hey, Hunter. Come on up here. No, no. Put down the 17 cameras. Okay. Put down, no. Put down the 17 cameras. You do not need to record yourself naked smoking crack. Okay. Hunter Biden, you are the next contestant on you probably had those documents and gave them to the Chinese people as well. Come on down, you toothless wonder. Hunter Biden, folks, has many business dealings around the world. As a matter of fact, these business dealings that Hunter Biden has around the world with Burisma, with the CCP, with Iran, with Russian, uh, uh, Russian uh, oligarchs, and everybody else under the sea, maybe the aliens uh, that they're going to send, right? Hunter Biden does have these business dealings. And these business dealings um, are being... Joe Biden is separating himself from his son because of these business dealings. Because if Joe Biden were to be attached to these business dealings, then he was, wouldn't be able to be president because he would be putting the nation at risk. There would be a national security risk of that. That is why Joe Biden is, has for the last, I don't know, three years, tried to separate himself from Hunter because of his business dealings. Well, who had access to the garage? Who had access to that pile of documents sitting on the floor next to your Corvette? Hunter Biden. Of course he did. Of course he did. And if, you were, and if we're talking about the same dysfunctional Biden crime family that I know and that you have come to know, well, is there a shred of integrity in this family? I wouldn't leave a liquor cabinet unlocked around my children who are raised in a Christian home and probably wouldn't touch it anyway. I definitely would not leave something that I didn't want my children to have if I had crackhead children in the open. And I definitely would not leave any kind of classified documents anywhere that my crackhead um, foreign business dealing son, I would not leave them anywhere near him. Because in Biden's family, dysfunction runs rampant. So... If anybody turns a blind eye to this, it is really bad. It is really bad because I can tell you right now, if Donald Trump had any classified 
uh, documents that he wasn't supposed to have, but that's kind of an oxymoron because he is what where he was or is a president. You are not. Jeremy, I believe what you said in the morning show. DJT set up his raid to reveal Biden's documents. I don't see any other logical, I mean, I, other than them just trying to get rid of Biden as quickly as they possibly can because they know that they're that the entire House of Representatives are on their tails, right? And they think that this might call off the dogs. There's really a there's really no comparison to what Biden and Trump did even if Trump had them on the floor in his garage cuz he could declassify them. Biden could not and cannot. And if they do go the route, because I, I, I've been having some uh, conversation with some folks today, if they do go the route of saying, well, Obama declassified them. Oh, well, then you're admitting that a president can declassify and there was no, pro- where's the process? Oh, there was no process. He just, de- he just declassified them. Well, okay, then leave Trump alone. Then leave Trump alone. So folks, all I'm saying is for the fact that Hunter Biden had access to Joe Biden's home because it's their family home of dysfunction, then you can darn well bet that that guy probably had access to those files and they probably ended up in the wrong hands. Now, um, Donald Trump said that the worst part about all of this, the worst part about all of this, the real scandal isn't Biden. And, and by the way, Edward Snowden said this too. Edward Snowden. Guys, remember him? We're, uh, we're approaching 3,900, folks. Let's keep sharing. Let's keep rumbling. He says the real scandal isn't that Biden had classified documents coming out of his socks because, sadly, they've all been doing that. The scandal is that the DOJ found out about it a week prior to the midterm elections and chose to suppress the story, conferring a partisan advantage. And then Edward Snowden went on to say, and by the way, this was on Twitter, he went on to say, worth noting that the president seems to have, uh, to have absconded with more classified documents than many whistleblowers that Edward Snowden was. For comparison, reality winner was sentenced to five years for just one document. Meanwhile, Biden, he even put Trump in here, Trump, Clinton, Petraeus, these guys have dozens, hundreds, no jail. However, Trump can. He was the president. So can Clinton, to be honest with you. He was the president. Petraeus couldn't. Biden couldn't. Trump did. Jeremy, we need a clue game with Hunter in the garage by the Corvette. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. All right, let's go to the... um Let's go to this back and forth between Peter Ducey. And by the way, I love the way Peter Ducey held Biden's feet to the fire by saying, what is wrong with you? What were you thinking? Not not saying the American people want to know what you were thinking. He's just straight out asked him, what were you thinking? Like, you moron. And Biden's just got his head down like, I don't know, man. I don't know. True international depression, I guess. I, I mean, I get any kids to sniff. Come on, man. Uh, let's go ahead and play this uh, this video of Peter, the back and forth between uh, Peter Ducey and uh, Joe Biden. Okay. Classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. No. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. Was in a garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, <laughs> but uh, as I said earlier this week, people know... I take classified documents and classified material seriously. 
I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas in file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, and th this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified. Come on, bud, get it and, out. And uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. What, what is he doing? You know what? If he um, if he wasn't such a scumbag his whole life, a liar, a plagiarist, a thief, a corrupt pile of crap, him and his entire family, I would almost feel bad. When that old man just sat there and the whole crowd was going, you know, just asking questions, literally everybody was like, what's going on? He just sat there like, because you know that they tell him every day, you're, you're the greatest president. You put on those aviator glasses. You put on that, uh, you put on that, uh, that, that, that jacket, that Air Force jacket, and you march out there. You're the greatest president. The world loves you. He has no idea. He has no idea what they're doing to him. He has no idea. But, if you, but you know what? You've lived your life as a corrupt loser. So this is what you get. And they're going to throw you under the bus. They're going to. I'm a loser. You're a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Just a fall guy meat puppet. That's all that guy is. Just a fall guy meat puppet. Now, my car was in a locked garage. It was all, everything, everything, was in the, everything was in the locked garage. Well, if you remember, Joe Biden took a ride with Jay Leno with his Corvette that was in the locked garage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. All right, we're going to pause this video if we can. Right, boom, right there. All right, I'm taking this cursor. Everybody see this right here? This right here is where the classified documents allegedly, right? Because now that we're getting, you know, a bigger audience, we got to say allegedly. <laughs> Whatever. This is where the classified documents were found, right here. And if the thir and if the uh, third rate third party check fact checkers ever want to say, no, that's not true. They were over here. <laughs> Whatever. This is where they were found, right there. Let's go ahead and roll it. There it is. Boy, that looks secure to me, huh, folks? Go ahead and play it again. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, I'm excited about it. Yeah. There it is. I bet if you if you even slow it down even further. Oh, there's Hunter. There he is back there in the back, smoking crack with 16 cameras. Wow, folks. You can bet your bottom dollar that if Donald J. Trump, as a vice president, you know, because again, he's president, so we're just kind of, you know. But even if he even as a president, if he had classified documents on a floor where Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or any of them could have gotten to it. Oh, you could bet. You could bet, boy. Chicken Little would be screaming, the sky is falling. Oh, Joseph Robinette Biden. 
Joseph Robin at Biden. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this prompted the Department of Justice and Merrick Garden Gnome Garland to spring into acting. I mean, <laughs> action. <laughs> Sorry. Two words sound so similar. To spring into acti- act- act- acting, action, to spring into action and appoint a special counsel to make it look like they're actually doing something huge and with integrity. Let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and roll that uh, Merrick Garden Gnome Garland footage, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Appointing a special counsel. Ooh, watch out. Robert Herr as a special counsel. Robert pursuant Herb. to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4th, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. Before the midterms. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2B of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as the U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial all investigation. All right, all I right, would- all right. Let's go ahead and give it to him. I think he deserves it, right? Yeah, that looks like they're really worried about it. That looks like they're springing into acting. Action, 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 action. All about it. Read all about it. Joe Biden doesn't know who the heck he is or where, he, where he's at. Folks, this is this is this is theater. This is theater 101. It's the timing, all of it, the way it happened. And the only reason, by the way, it is happening, I wouldn't even say because of the documents themselves. It's happening because MAGA, M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again, is in control of DC right now, just in the House of Representatives alone. They have an equal power of government, they have an equal branch of government, I mean. And they are getting to the bottom of what the heck is really going on with Joe Biden. And by the way, for all those out there who think that, uh, that they, oh, they, if they can steal every election, they obviously let the Republicans take the House of Representatives. Oh, really? Oh, really? Remember when I told you that there's a lot of clean elections still going on in the country, but there's a select few pockets in those big cities, in those blue cities, in those swing states? That's where the real theft is going on. Folks, do you think it's do you think in your right mind that it's it's logical that the Democrats allowed this to happen, that they 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 didn't uh, steal enough of the election on purpose to make it to give us the illusion, us Americans, uh, uh, the illusion that the elections are still fair? 
I don't think I, I don't think that's even poss- remotely possible when they are so incredibly mad and melting down because of everything that's happening. And then you see all this going on. Folks, I'll tell you what. President Trump, President Trump is a powerful and very intelligent human being. I can, I, he's got to be he's got to be anointed by God because I don't think there's another person that's got this kind of uh, that has this kind of clout, this power, this kind of a uh, uh, future vision of what he wants to see happen in order to take these people down the correct way. And I just can't think that there's more, that there's another logical explanation outside of that. And if you think that the logical explanation here is that, oh, the federal government is literally cracking down on Joe Biden because they found classified documents. By the way, his attorneys found them. His people found them. You think they're really going to go against the grain and be like, oh, I really don't know if we should turn this into Biden. Uh, Let's go do the right thing and turn it into the Department of Justice. And then the Department of Justice actually acts on it like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So who is Robert Hur? Who is this special counsel? Well, let's break into that, shall we? He partnered with Chris Ray, who is the uh, director of the FBI right now, at a D.C. law firm, and later was Rod Rosenstein's top lieutenant. Do you guys all remember Rod Rosenstein? Oh, my lanta. This only comes after the second batch of classified documents was found in his Delaware garage next to his Corvette. And again, Robert Hur was a partner with Chris Ray at the powerhouse law firm King and Spalding in 2015. And Hur later became a top lieutenant to Rod Rosenstein, a serial liar, a scumbag who pushed the Trump rush a lie for several years as the U.S. Deputy Attorney General. So, folks, we have got, and by the way, the State Department, the, the current State Department right now, head, uh, headed up by Blinken, did you know that Blinken, Secretary Blinken, worked as a high-level executive in the Biden-Penn Center? And so did pretty much all of the State Department. And that is where this classified information was held And then as soon as Biden announced his campaign against Donald Trump, the CCP started flooding it with tens of millions of dollars. And then as soon as Biden uh, won, yeah, right, he took everybody that was there with him at the Biden Penn Center and gave them a job in the State Department. You have a State Department that worked with Biden, a think tank for Washington at Penn University, who ended up raking in millions and tens of millions of dollars from the CCP, and then they all got jobs at the State Department. Are you shifting me? Are you absolutely Adam shifting me right now? Connect the dots, folks. Connect the dots. And Robert Hur is all is part of this whole process. He's the special investigator. <laughs> Friends with the whole crew. We're going to get us to investigate us, and we'll get back at you. Folks, it's theater, although I am very happy to see it play out because that means the destruction of the illegitimacy. That means the destruction of the swamp has begun. And it, and it really begun when Kevin McCarthy, whether he did it as an act of 
uh, of God touching him, the Holy Spirit waking him up, or whether he did it because it was his entire plan the whole time, faking out the left to make everybody think he was a moderate, to say, okay, well, I guess it is what it is. You guys should rally around Kevin. Okay, we rallied around Kevin, and now Kevin's laying down the hammer on these guys every day. Promises made, promises kept. I got to give it to the guy. So far, I know it's been only a week or so, but so far he ain't playing games, and they are P I double S about it, folks. P I double S. That's my Tigger Winnie the Pooh way of saying they are very upset, folks. They are very, very, very upset. So before we go to the Rumble chat, which we will do almost immediately. Folks, we got to go and give some love right now to Tackrite. Ooh, the mini chainsaw. I got my mini chainsaw. I've got two mini chainsaws, and they are everything. They are everything that they are hyped up to be, ladies and gentlemen. They are really everything that they are hyped up to be. There it is right there. The mini Tackrite chainsaw. This thing is absolutely amazing. If you did not get one for the Christmas season for yourself or for your hubby or for your wife, so she can uh, do all the work in the yard without having you come home and have to get out the big chainsaw. This thing works wonders. Well, we do have Father's Day coming up. We do have Mother's Day coming up, right? So make sure, we, Valentine's Day, what better gift to get your awesome patriotic spouse than a, an assault chainsaw, folks, that you can put right on your hip. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to TacRightLFATV.com. Get yours now, folks. TacRightLFATV.com, okay? All right. Let's move on. Um, I want to go to the Rumble chat. That's what we got to do. We got to make sure that we include this Rumble chat as much as possible because what the LFA family is saying is every bit of important. Uh, has everybody uh, of the importance is what I say, so... Love my mini chainsaw. A Pez. Thank or a uh, Pez. Pez. A Pez. Pez. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Jeremy. I love the way you lay it down for us and laugh about it too. Well, what are we gonna do? You know, I read today that McCarthy may look into expunging one, if not two, of Trump impeachments. Not sure if it's true. Well, I've heard a little bit about that, but I didn't know if it was just you know, you know, banter if it was true. But I'll look into that. The House just passed a bill, no more gay pride uh, flags at the U.S. Embassy, only U.S. flags. Yep, another win and another promise Kevin McCarthy said he was going to do. McCarthy is trying to earn his keep. And look, if he is, what are you going to say about the guy? You're going to keep downing the guy as long as he's doing the best thing he can now? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I fully trust the guy, but hey, I'll give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Jeremy, I got one for myself, said Rit. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right, moving on, folks. Uh, 44 minutes past the hour, and I've got a lot of news. So apparently, oh, oh, this is gonna, this is really gonna chap your behind. Apparently, folks, the Senate, by the way, you know, the Senate belongs to the Democrats, at least illegitimately anyway, right? Jeremy, you're gonna give me a shout out your neighbor in Connecticut, Rit? Yeah, I just did, brother. God bless if it's if you're a guy. I don't know if Rit, you're a guy or a girl. But anyway, the Senate secretly passed a measure Back in December. Oh, wait a minute. I think I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'll read that later. That's, that's, that's okay. Uh, the, the, the Senate passed a secret measure back in December that further confirms that Nancy Pelosi, like I put in the title, was 100% the queen of the mob 
on January 6th. So how do these two tie together? Well, I got to give it to my friend, um, my friends over at the Gateway Pundit and Cohen Leinberger, a barger for this story. Pelosi's culpability for the events on January 6th. And by the way, you're not going to want to miss the end of the show today because we're going to talk about something else Kevin McCarthy just did. But anyway, Pelosi's culpability for the events on January 6th and how she escaped legal and moral accountability. That's what we want to know. That's what we want to know. Victoria Taft, the the author of the piece, revealed senators passed a measure on December 12th removing Pelosi's authority to call out the National Guard. The responsibility was instead handed over to the Capitol Police. Now, we all know how badly the Capitol Police that day botched the handling of the, uh, of the protest turned riot because of them, ignoring several warning signs and refusing to call in backup. Imagine if Pelosi had summoned the National Guard with a simple phone call that day. Nothing would have happened. But the Senate removed her power altogether. They almost certainly knew that Pelosi had no intention of calling in the Guard and may have wanted the January 6th riot to happen altogether so she could impeach Donald Trump and try to bar him from ever holding office again. Do you see how cunning these people are? Do you see how how evil and how long-term these people think? Folks, these people have been in power for so long, they wrote the very rules that we all live by. They wrote the very rules that we all live by. Now, here are the key parts from Taft's enlightening article. A little-noticed bill passed before Christmas shows that the U.S. Senate knows Nancy Pelosi had more to do with the U.S. Capitol breach on January 6, 2021 than anything President Trump did that day. Indeed, Nancy Pelosi could be crowned queen of the mob since her actions led to the crashing of the perimeter fences, general dysfunction, and the deaths of Trump supporters on that day. Pelosi was more reasonable for the marauding mob at the Capitol that day, or more responsible, excuse me, not reasonable, responsible for the marauding mob on the Capitol that day than anything President Trump did to incite this big, huge, huge crowd of supporters, okay, which he didn't do anyway. And here's how they know this. On Monday night, December 12th, senators unanimously, unanimously, you know that means Republicans too, passed a measure to remove authority for calling out the National Guard from politicians like Nancy Pelosi, and they gave it over to the Capitol Police. Pelosi's office was heavily involved in planning and the decision-making before and during the events of January 6th, and she micromanaged the sergeant-at-arms, who she, had, who she immediately fired, by the way, just a little bit later, according to texts and other communications that are coming to light now. From early December 2020, Pelosi aides attended regular meetings with Irving and Sund to discuss the security plan. So hands-on was Pelosi's chief of staff, Terry McAuliffe, that at one point she was editing details of parking, event timing, and even language regarding official business visitors. The Pelosi's team messages and posts were exposed in an investigative report by the same House Republicans Pelosi removed from the January 6th committee. The messages show how Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun begged Nancy Pelosi and the sergeant of arms at that time to plus up security immediately. 
His request for help was only satisfied after the riot fizzled out, after the damage was done. Now, the New York Post reported that the GOP investigation showed that the House Sergeant at Arms, Paul Irving, who answered to Pelosi as one of the three voting members at the Capitol Police Board, succumbed to the political pressures from the office of Speaker Pelosi and House Democrat leadership was compromised by politics and did not adequately prepare for the violence at the Capitol. He goes on to say, because they did not adequately have preparations that were already in place for them to evacuate the Capitol because of the craziness and how they had no procedure for this, no plan, which was Nancy Pelosi's job. That is what killed Ashley Babbitt, that the the dysfunction of Congress itself to be able to have an adequate policy, to be able to um, uh, evacuate the government buildings led to the craziness that got Ashley Babbitt shot. So they are now saying that it's not Ashley Babbitt's fault that she died. She wasn't doing something that caused her to be immediately shot. It was because of the dysfunction and the political policies that were on the other side and the failure and the dysfunction that they had in place. They didn't even have anything in place for anything like this to happen. Imagine if they were really attacked. Imagine if there was a real insurrection with people with weapons. Everybody would be dead. And this is just now starting to come out, folks. All of this is going to come out over the next two years. And I guarantee you, it is not going to be pretty for the swamp. And that means Republicans as well. This is incredible, folks. This is absolutely incredible. And, 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 and outside of that, you've got the one-two punch of Twitter and Elon Musk dropping all the Twitter files. Because now we have another Twitter files drop. I mean, there's just so much information, so much winning. I can't even keep up with it all. That's why we need nine shows here on LFA TV. Another Twitter files drop, which shows that the Russiagate lies, the, the fake tale of Russian bots. That's what this is titled. And this was written by Christina Layla. Okay? And what we're, what we're seeing here, let me just go through one, two, three. Matt, uh, Matt Taibbi put out, Twitter files number 14, the Russiagate lies, the fake tale of Russian bots and the release the memo hashtag. At a crucial moment in a years-long furor, Democrats denounced a report about flaws in the Trump-Russia investigation, saying it was boosted by Russian bots and trolls. Twitter officials were aghast, finding no evidence of Russian influence. Remember when, they, when the federal government pushed their way in and, said, and the execs there were like, we don't see this, and they made them do it anyway? They made them do it anyway? We are feeding congressional trolls, not, this is quotes, by the way. We are feeding congressional trolls, not any significant activity connected to Russia, putting the cart before the horse, assuming this is propaganda slash bots. Twitter warned politicians and the media that not only lacked evidence, but had evidence that the accounts weren't Russian and they were roundly ignored. The federal government didn't care what they said. They basically took Twitter over. They basically, basically took Twitter over and they made it an arm of the government. On January 18th, the 2018 Republican, uh, 2018 Republican Devin Nunes submitted a classified memo to the House Intel Committee 
detailing abuses by the FBI in obtaining FISA surveillance authority against Trump-connected figures, including the crucial role played by the infamous Steele dossier. The Nunes assertions would virtually all be verified in the report by the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz. I don't want to continue to read, read, read. I want you to go read these Twitter files for yourselves. But what it's saying is the federal government basically took over Twitter and acted like they didn't acted like they didn't and acted like they basically paid them for their services when really they were telling them every move to make from the very beginning. Folks, this goes so deep and it goes to Facebook too, which is why I'm so glad that I am gone from that crap hole. I'm so glad that I'm gone from that crap hole. So you're getting a one-two punch, folks, of everything that the House of Representatives is putting out, everything that Twitter's putting out. It's just creating a lane that we control the media narrative now and not with lies and manufactured crap with actual truth. And guess what? As we're parting that sea with the one-two punch, Donald Trump is strolling right in. And before you know it, he's going to be in control of Washington, D.C. once again. And then the real heads are going to roll. Then the real heads are going to roll. Now, I don't have a lot of time left, but I want to try to get through these next stories really quick. So I'll just kind of give them a headline, okay? First of all is this, folks. Moderna. CEO, I talked about this months ago. It's now here. The new mRNA shot for heart failure patients to help grow back the new blood vessels that were damaged by not only the COVID-19 um, flu or, or man-made virus, we'll call it, but also from the vaccines and the boosters as well. So let me ask you this. Are you really going to go and say, hey, you know, I know I... I know I gave you the benefit of the doubt uh, the last time, maybe the last three times, um, but I got all this damaged tissue in my heart now because of COVID, everything COVID, COVID itself and the vaccines and the boosters. Yeah, I got so much of this damaged uh, material and clotting and all that. I'm going to need a new vaccine to, to, uh, to the repair the damage that the old one did. So can you just give me that now? That's what they expect people to do. And ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you there's going to be people lining up around the block for this new vaccine that's going to fix the the damage that the old vaccine caused. Can we go ahead and say, dumb, dumb? Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to anybody who takes the new Moderna vaccine to fix what the old Moderna vaccine caused to begin with and the COVID uh, disease, illness, whatever you want to call it, uh, itself as well. It just, it's, it's, wow, mind-blowing. Oh, and by the way, just quick, you can go do your homework on this. BioNTech, you know, Pfizer's, uh, Pfizer's parent company that's kind of making the the vaccine that's still not approved but is approved, but we don't have it. Anyway, they just teamed up with the CCP. Yeah, go check that out. Go to April Moss's Instagram page and check that out for yourself. I do want to get to this story, though, and that is things are heating up, not only in Missouri, but for the new RNC chair, folks. First of all, Missouri, Mike Lindell, folks, he has been doing an amazing job down in Missouri. Can we pull this up on the screen here? There he is, Mr. Mike Lindell, folks. He has got a momentum going on in the show me state that I don't think anybody out there is really talking about. What am I saying? Well, Missouri movement towards statewide hand counting on elections. It's gaining momentum. And who do we have to thank for it? 
Well, the my pillow guy himself. He's still out there fighting, folks. Mike Lindell meets with Linda Rantz, state-led cause of America, Missouri, Missouri Senators Bill Eigel and Jill Carter to discuss election integrity in Missouri on Thursday, January 5th. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO who's been on this show a number of times, who I uh, have so much respect for, along with a group of concerned Missouri citizens, met with State Senator Bill Eigel, 2024 candidate for Missouri governor, and State Senator Jill Carter to talk about Missouri election integrity and to revitalize a Missouri 1977 statute allowing a hand counting of all elections in the state. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. folks, it's picking up steam. It could happen. It could happen. Now, Mike Lindell also, I want to play this video for you. Mike Lindell went on Charlie Kirk's show, which you can find on Real America's Voice News and across Charlie Kirk's uh, platforms as well. And uh, it was nice being there with Real America's Voice News and uh, when Charlie and I and, and Drew and, and Bannon, they, we had a nice team. They still got a good team over there. But anyway, uh, Mike Lindell went on with Charlie Kirk, I believe it was yesterday, right? Yeah, 23 hours ago. So this is from 23 hours ago. So he goes on with Charlie Kirk, and he explains the process uh, in which is going on to replace Ronna McDaniel. Folks, I think Ronna Romney McDaniel's in big trouble. Big shout out to 1869 Rifleman. First Rumble Rant donation we got of the day, and boy, do we need him. I appreciate it, brother. I thank you so very much. I want to go ahead and play this clip for you, and then we'll talk about it. Now, I don't know how big of a deal that is because... A vote not for Rana actually just lowers the threshold for Rana. Walk us through that, Mike. It's uh, actually it's the opposite of what they're of what they're saying. It's very important that we both are in this race because uh, when you get to when you get to California and when they vote on the twenty seventh, you have to have eighty five of the one sixty eight. So and and I believe that that there are people as I've been talking to members and they're saying I'm, I'm voting for you Mike they believe in me everything I've done and Harmeet's getting the same thing and she's she's talking to them all and uh, so let's just between the two of us we need to keep if you keep uh, Rana under 85 on the first vote remember this doesn't now you just go into the next vote. The bottom person does not get taken off, Charlie. So you the vote you just keep giving votes and votes. But I believe back with Ryan Priebus, it took seven votes. Now if Harmy, I mean if Barana is under eighty five, which I believe she's sitting now around seventy seventy five. That's what I'm, you know, by my best ex- es- estimations. And and also I want to tell everyone, there's no machines in this vote. Everybody, <laughs> this is important. A, Listen, and it is a it is a secret vote. Secret vote. So people can say all they want uh they're out there that uh, you know they might say just like they do with their president you might have some going i'm not going to vote for mike lindell or you might have some say uh, i'm voting for ronna but they're really not voting for ronna because no one's going to know when that mm. secret vote goes, ballot goes in that's very important big shout out to mike lindell uh big shout out to charlie kirk for having mike lindell on to talk about that because that's that's very important for you all to know this is a secret vote Anybody can say anything they want in front of that camera, but it's a secret vote. Nobody knows who voted what. Ronna McDaniel's toast, folks. Toast. 76% of Republicans want new leadership. They do not want Ronna McDaniel there. Ronna Romney McDaniel, Ronna McDumb, you know what? She is absolutely gone. I want to give not only, if I had a Patriot Award, I'd give it to him, but I don't only want to give the Patriot Award to Mr. Mike Lindell. I also want to give the Smarty Award to Mr. Mike Lindell. Uh, do we have that? I don't know if I've got the Smarty Award pulled up. There it is right there. 
Uh, folks, we're going to, oh no, that's the dum-dum. We don't want to give him a dum-dum. Let's just go ahead and play that drum roll. How about that? There it is. There's the drum roll. Smarty Award of the Day goes to Mr. Mike Lindell, and he's, and he's a Patriot, too. Maybe we'll start giving away a Patriot Award. Speaking of Patriot, folks, before we get to the closing segment of the show, we're going a little over today. we got to give love to four Patriots. Four Patriots. Why is it called Four Patriots? Why? Well, not only is it for you, the patriot, who wants to rather have and not need than need and not have and be able to have energy and power without relying on a monopolized electric company or even the federal government once they start putting a social credit score into place and you can't get electricity because you got a low credit score? No. No, ladies and gentlemen. Declare your independence. It's not only called that because it's for you, the Patriot, because a proceed of every time you buy something on this site goes towards real Patriots, veterans, Patriots who fought for this country. And that's incredible, folks. Go to 4Patriots.com slash LFA or just go to 4Patriots.com and use the promo code LFA when you check out and get 10% off. But make sure you are not caught with your pants down and make sure that you have all the... uh, Everything you need to be able to uh, fight for you and your family when crap really hits the fan. You know what I mean? All right, folks. Um, I got to go to this last piece here, and this is this. America first. Oh no, that's not it. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to give Kevin McCarthy a little bit of. Um, I wanted to give Kevin McCarthy his due honor here because he, he's definitely doing what we've asked him to do. And everybody said, what about January 6th? What about January 6th? Well, I told you that part of Anna Paulina Luna's deal with Kevin McCarthy for her vote was to get to the bottom of January 6th and get those prisoners out of that gulag, right? Well, the very beginning of getting to the bottom of January 6th is releasing all of the footage that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats sealed away so that you can never see it. When asked today, If Kevin McCarthy actually plans on following through with that promise, he sent the liberals' heads into orbit, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. 20 of them last Congress called on Speaker Pelosi at the time to release the the adjacent Capitol Hill security footage of all things that happened on that day. Is that something that you'd be interested in doing? Um, Congressman Gates said that he said that you would be willing to do that. that Yeah, I I think the public should see what has happened on day. I've watched what Nancy Pelosi did where she politicized it. We're for the first time in the history as a speaker not allowing the minority to appoint to a committee to pick and choose. We watched the politicization of this. I think the American public should actually see all what happened instead of a report that's written for a political basis. And uh, I think the answer. We're looking through that. I want to be very thoughtful about it, but yes, I'm engaged to do that. There you go, folks. There you go. He said he wanted to be careful about it, Uh, obviously, but he's, he's inclined to do that. So there you go, folks. Hey, so far, so good. You can't fault the guy for coming through on his promises regardless of what he did in his past. Maybe he did it all for show. Maybe he did it to get the, to get the Democrats thinking one way and doing another. I don't know. I don't care. All I care about is moving forward. So let's pray that Kevin McCarthy continues to do the right thing, okay? Barbara Peters is trying to tell you some fantastic news. God answered our prayers. My CT scan was clear today. No cancer. Thank you for praying. Barbara, no cancer? 
If that isn't the best news to leave on, I don't know what is. Thank you for that news. Thank you, Kay Danes, for the late uh, donation. But guys, you guys are truly incredible. You guys are the best audience in the entire world. And I would not take a contract to leave LFA TV if it was $100 million. I got my riches right here. Folks, please make sure you visit JeremyHarrell.com. Check it out. And please go back and rumble. That means just like all the other shows today. Because if you can give them the same amount of rumbles you give me, then we take over the rumble leaderboard and rumble becomes LFA TV. Ooh! It's amazing. There are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I urge you to go to JeremyHarrell.com. Check it out. Great music. Oh, by the way, AmericanStrongCompanies.com has its own website now. Has its own website. Go shop with real Americans. AmericanStrongCompanies.com. I love each and every one of you. Thank you very much for your donations. Thank you for your love, your rumbles, your shares, all of it, your prayers. Thank you. Have a great night. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. I'll see you at 9 a.m. Have a wonderful night. God bless. Peace.